the Online Marketing Show. Every day with Joseph Bushnell, helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hi, welcome to the Online Marketing Show. This is your host, Joey Bushnell. Today's special guest is one of the world's top traffic driving experts, Chad Hamsey. Go to trafficblackbook.com to find out more. Chad, thank you for being with me today. Ah, it's a pleasure. Uh, thanks for having me. Chad, how did you get into online marketing and specifically your specialty is traffic? How did you get into this? Uh, it was kind of um, it was kind of really all by accident. I mean, <laughs> what happened was in um, 2008, mid 2008, uh, my uh, my wife and I went to like I dropped my corporate job and I was all kind of burnt out on it. Mm-hmm. And um, my wife and I went to Thailand for about 10 months so that you know we could uh, just kickbox and fight train and fight full time. Uh, I'd been cool. doing uh, mixed martial arts fighting, um, you know, for a few years and I just wanted to see what I could do training full time. Mm-hmm. Um, about 10 minutes, 10 months in, well, eight to 10 months in, um, got an email that my dad was really sick. And so we, um, we had to come back, uh, you know, to help him out and come back to Canada. Now, when you're, um, not really working much for 10 months and then, you know, you're facing the prospect of, uh, you know, not really wanting to go back into the cubicle at all, but at the same time, you got a, a mortgage and, and debts and a baby on the way. You're like, I gotta make some money. So I had um, always kind of a, heard about affiliate marketing. I don't even know how. I think one of my buddies in my old web design business just told me, he's like, you should get into this stuff. And I'm like, uh, no, I don't, I don't know what that is. But I figured, you know, I would take a look at it. Uh, it seemed analytical, something that I could do because I was an, an analyst in my previous business. So um, I just started, you know, I was the guy that, you know, searched like how to make money with PPC, how to make money online. Like I was that guy uh, in, um, you know, just search on Google. Eventually, you know, you come across forums and sites like Warrior Forum and other marketing forums and stuff. And um, I just ended up uh, coming across PPC Coach, uh, which is where um, it's a it's like a paid form. It was like fifty bucks a month that teaches you how to do pay per click, pay per click marketing. And uh, that's kind of how I got into it. You know, I got into CPA, uh, you know, type affiliate marketing, and I learned. Um, quite a bit in that forum, particularly from one guy who was a, a really good Google Display Network marketer. And um, I just kind of, uh, you know, read his success story. You know, after six months, he was doing a 1,000 a day. And, I, you know, at the time, I thought, that's absolutely ridiculous. I, I don't even think that's possible. But, but you know, it obviously is. And so, you know, I just kept practicing and practicing. And, and in the first month i probably launched 130 campaigns on google display and uh and i just you know got my feet wet like that and then i had really big uh you know successful campaign about about 2 months in that uh brought in about 92,000 bucks in like a matter of a month and a bit and um and it you know cost me around 50,000 so it was pretty good profit and so i was at that point i was like you know what? Uh, I don't think I'm going back to a job. I think I'm gonna, I think I'm going to continue uh, traffic buying and media buying, and then from there, you know, it kind of rest is history. We kept doing it and uh, branched out into different uh, traffic sources. But yeah, it was it was great. So that's how I got into it. 
All, mm. all by accident. So cool. It worked out. So you cut your teeth doing affiliate marketing, which is promoting other people's products. But you've got your own products now. You're teaching people to drive traffic these days. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, back in um, it was 2011, I came out with a, a course called Traffic Black Book. And uh, it was like a big uh, mission of mine because there wasn't a lot of people really teaching it now. You know, people always ask, well, why would you teach this stuff? It literally was a mission, like my wide-eyed mission at the time, because there was a lot of, you know, kind of junk products that were coming out in that time. You might remember, like, a lot of the push-button stuff and everything. And I was like, man, this these guys aren't really telling you how it is. And then I put all this time into creating the original Traffic Black Book, and nobody bought it <laughs> originally. Uh, eventually, it ended up selling like a few thousand copies, but like, it was just so deflating when I first launched it. I said, screw it, I'm going back to my traffic. But you know, I made some connections. We sold a bunch. But uh, you know, after that, it took so much work to do. I was like, I'm not going to I'm probably not going to teach anymore because, <laughs> it's, you know, it's more profitable than whatnot. But we came out with a new uh, the Traffic Blackwood 2.0 just recently. Mm-hmm. But we did that as a collaborative effort. So I was able to bring on some other guys and buddies of mine who are uh, really good media buyers. So we were able to spread the workload and do it a lot smarter. So it was <laughs> it was better for me this time around. So, yeah, and awesome. uh, we have that now. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about traffic and you're going to be sharing some traffic tips with us. My first question for you, Chad, is what are your top traffic sources? Where are you getting the traffic from? Okay, so um, when I started out, like I said, it was Google Display Network and uh, and Facebook was a lot of uh, pretty much everything that I did originally. Uh, nowadays, though, obviously the landscapes change. Uh, we still use uh, Google a fair amount, but really what I would say 90% of our traffic is right now is uh, is network media buys. So through certain um, certain traffic networks outside of Google and that sort of thing, uh, direct to site media buy. So this is a big one. You know, we'll we'll build out a portfolio of sites. So you know, we have a a few sites that we know convert really well for us, and so we'll go direct to those sites. We have reps at those websites, and uh, we'll just buy traffic from them. So you know, you might be able to buy thirty grand of traffic in a month, or you know, uh, more than that if the site's big enough. And so that'll be one site. And then you start building out, you start buying from 10 different sites. Now you have almost like your own mini network of sites that you know uh, convert on the type of offers you promote. Uh, other than that, um, dedicated email. We do a lot of email buying these days, lots of email buying, and email sponsorships. So these are ones that a lot of people don't uh, don't do, but they're really um, they're really profitable because they tend to be cheaper. And it's basically when there's a banner ad inside of someone's email newsletter. Mm-hmm. So inside of a, um, a news website's email newsletter, that banner ad, uh, you can pay for that. And they tend to be a lot cheaper than actually renting the entire uh, dedicated email out, but you still get great results. So those are the, the four big ones that we use right now. Okay, so I noticed that none of these four methods are free. You pay for traffic and you make sure it converts and you get a good return on your investment. So free traffic is not really in the equation there. So for anyone who's listening, who's really hung up on this whole free traffic idea and how to get free traffic, would you suggest that they need to get out of that mindset and adopt a paid traffic mindset? And if you do suggest that, do you have any tips on making that shift in mindset? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, I mean, obviously I'm biased because... You know, I've always done paid traffic. Uh, I always say, you know, I like paid traffic so much more just because it's, um, you know, it's number one, it's fast. I'm pretty impatient, right? Uh, so it's fast. 
it's predictable, right? Because once you have something that's uh, working, you tend you can tend to keep it going for quite some time uh, without it dropping off all of a sudden. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's scalable because when you have it's actually more scalable than organic traffic, because organic traffic, unless you have like a really, really big portal site, like something like a tech crunch where people are coming from, you know, hundreds of different sources, uh, really, it's only scalable to a point. Right. And I mean, whereas with pay traffic, I mean, we take sites that are getting no one, uh, literally no one, like maybe a few hundred visits a day. This We just did this last month, actually getting you know a few hundred visits a day to today they're already at 17,000 visits for the day right and mm-hmm. we're um you know we took them from you know making uh i think they're making a couple thousand bucks a day or whatever where we're on pace to spending a million this month on that one site so it's just so fast but you can get to such a big big scale uh very quickly and in terms of the mindset I think what a lot of people are obviously worried about is losing money, right? So there's a fear there of losing money, and that's understandable. Um, I always tell people that you know you're not losing money, you're not spending money, you're buying data, because it's very rare that you learn nothing at all from the traffic that you bought. Okay, so let's say you go do an email drop, and we actually <laughs> this actually happened to us on a different uh, thing just last week, a different offer. Uh, you we went and did an email drop, and the email, we hardly got any clicks off the email. So number one, we knew it was going to be a failed buy. However, um, the clicks that actually did get to the offer, they converted pretty good. So, you know, it's easy to tell. I mean, that's a pretty simple um, scenario, but it's easy to tell that the um, the problem there was the actual email creative we sent out. It wasn't compelling enough to get the clicks. However, it did pre-qualify enough that the clicks that got to the offer were uh, were already pre-sold. Right, so they converted higher, right? So you always learn something. So that's why I tell people, you know, you're not spending money or losing money, you're buying data. And um, you know, I always tell people, don't go in if you know you're in tons of debt and you have no money to spend at all. I mean, that's what I did. I, I funded all my stuff on my credit card originally, not advisable, but um if you got like minimum five hundred up to about two thousand, I always say that's a good you know, set that aside if you're working a job or whatever, set that money aside and then when you have that then you can start doing some smart buys and you can start scaling up. But yeah, you're always um, spending money. You're not buying. Sorry, you're, you're always buying data. You're not spending money. And um, and the other thing is uh, you can't do your buys emotionally. That's another big thing. Is um, what what happens is people they'll they'll do their buys emotionally in that you know it, they won't get any conversions in the first 50 clicks or something and then they'll be like oh this is a failed buy i got to stop it i'm a failure you know mm-hmm. no it's not necessarily the case you know how many variations of ads are you testing and all that sort of stuff and and um you know there's obviously details to that but i find that people just uh spend and pray and they just want to see if there's any conversions where whereas we try to take a far more analytical approach to it there's lots of acronyms within traffic. You hear these terms like EPC, CPC, CPM, CTR, CPA, um, and they all sound quite similar and possibly quite confusing if you've not heard them before. Do you think you could give us a quick rundown of a couple of these terms that we need to know so that we can understand pay traffic a little bit better? All right. So first one is, yeah, there's a lot of all the acronyms and people's eyes just kind of glaze over and that sort of thing. But uh, so first one, you know, EPC, you've probably heard that. Okay. The first one, the first one is uh, EPC, earnings per click. So essentially uh, what that is, is like 
for every click that goes – and this is a metric that everyone should know, whether you're an organic marketer or anything. For every um, – for every click that goes to your site, how much is that click worth? Okay, so the easiest way, a simple example would be if a thousand people visit your site and it generates $500 of revenue, then your EPC or your visitor value in the most basic terms is 50 cents. Mm-hmm. That's essentially it. So pretty simple. Uh, you know, some people call it the visitor value. Uh, I don't like to call it visitor value because visitor value could be, um, could be more than that because there's lifetime value and all these other metrics. So EPC, is a good short tail kind of metric, and everybody should know that whether you're an organic marketer or you're paid tra- definitely if you're a paid traffic marketer. Okay, just very quickly, Chad, are we talking about money made on the front end typically? Yeah, gr- yeah. great point. So typically on the front end, um, you know, if you got upsells and that sort of thing, I'll count all that in there. Uh, so the other thing is we like to know the EPC per landing page per ad. You know, all that sort of stuff. A lot of people don't do that, but we want to know what's our EPC for this ad when it goes to this landing page and that sort of thing. So you may be testing four different landers. Each one's going to have a different EPC. Okay. If you want to, if, if you're somebody that has your own product and you have sales funnels and stuff, then you want to take it a step further and you want to see the EPC per sales funnel. It's not necessarily easy to set up that kind of tracking, but, uh, you want to, you want to be able to not just split test pages, you start split testing sales funnels. Right, so mm-hmm. offers and that sort of stuff. So you want to know the EPC. You want to know the EPC uh, per sales funnel. Yeah. So and like I said, it's a short term. It's like you know they buy some upsells and then they leave and that's it. Uh, we we will track like a thirty and sixty day revenue type of thing on mm-hmm. on some offers, right? If if it warrants it. Uh, but you need some pretty advanced tracking to set that up uh, because you know you might be sending out one-time sales to your customers and that sort of thing. And you realize that you could be spending on the front end, you know, 20, 30% more because of what's happening 30 to 60 days later, right? Mm-hmm. For the most part, for my purposes, I like to just optimize early on. Next one, um, CPC, you know, cost per click. Uh, that one's pretty, uh, you know, a lot of people know that. So basically, it's just uh, how much each click is costing you. And that's going to vary, obviously, on uh, traffic networks and that sort of stuff. And I always say that, you know, if my EPC is higher than my CPC, so my earnings per click is higher than my cost per click, I'll keep that ad or I'll keep that, uh, or I'll keep that, um, you know, that traffic source, assuming that I'm getting the ROI that I need, you know, when I factor in expenses like for supplement dealers, which is we deal with a lot of supplement guys, you know, they have, uh, things like call center costs, bottle costs, fulfillment, all that stuff. Uh, but if you're, you're an info marketer and you maybe just have like, call center costs at a certain level, then, you know, it's easier to calculate. So, uh, CPM, you know, CPM is uh, cost per thousand impressions, cost per mil, so cost per thousand impressions. And this is when you're buying uh, usually on traffic networks like uh, Yahoo, like Yahoo Display, or you're going direct to, to a site, uh, you'll almost always be buying direct from site uh, with CPM. And all that means is for every thousand impressions, you're going to pay a certain amount. So if they quote you a $5 CPM, every thousand times your ad is shown, it's going to cost you $5. Now, for someone that hasn't done a lot of paid traffic, it sounds like a thousand views would be a lot, but you got to understand these sites get, you know, thousands and hundreds of thousands of visitors a day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have a uh, a thousand views can go by in a blink of an eye. So you do have to keep that in mind. That's why on CPM buys or CPC, we'll usually do like, you know, a daily cap in place, that sort of thing. We'll do what's called a frequency cap, which is we'll only allow, um, 
we'll only allow the one person, one visitor to see our ad three times, right? So, you know, the same person isn't seeing our ad ten times, which will blow out our, our, our CPM, you know, we'll blow out our, our rates and that sort of thing. So, that's CPM for direct buys. Now, if you want to get a little more advanced, uh, there's CPM on uh, when we do those email drops. So when we do sponsored email drops or we do dedicated email drops, the CPM means something else. It's basically for every thousand emails sent. So those people didn't necessarily open your email or click it, right? So okay. you have to understand that metric. So a $20 CPM on an email drop is for, um, is for you know, and you can do 100,000 name lit test, it's going to be 100 times 20, right? It's going to be a $2,000 test, if that makes sense. I hope that did. Yeah, it did. Okay. Uh, next one, click-through rate. Click-through rate is basically a measurement. It's a metric, uh, the percent of people that see your ad that actually click it. So on, on Google search, for example, if you get 100 people that search for, uh, you know, uh, Red widgets or whatever. Everybody uses widgets. <laughs> Somebody searches for red red widgets, and your ad pops up. Let's say a hundred times for some reason, and two two people actually click it. You're gonna have a two percent click through rate. Very simple. Um, on search traffic, it's gonna be higher. Usually, you're gonna be between. Um, you know, it's hard to say you know, based on the ad and everything, but usually you'll be in the one to five percent range. Uh, higher if you got a really good ad and really good targeting on search traffic, but on a media buy. For example, uh, the like a direct-to-site buy or a network buy, you might be at 0.2%, right? And that's normal, you know, 0.2 to 0.4. The highest I've gotten on, um, you know, consistently on a direct-to-site media buy has been 1.2%, which is actually really high on a site that has any significant volume. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, to give you an idea, if you if you launch on Facebook, for example, and um, an external link, an external ad, one of the ads that goes off the site, right? Not one of the comment ads or anything, but one of the ones that goes off site, and you're getting a 0.4 percent click through rate. Don't freak out. That's actually not bad for for an external uh, linked Facebook ad. So that's what click through rate is. There's a lot of variance on what's a good one versus what's a bad one. And CPA, CPA is actually the main metric that we probably use uh, these days. Uh, mainly because the types of buys that we do. And um, CPA is essentially how much we can pay uh, per sale or per lead. CPL is actually cost per lead, but, uh, you know, how much we can pay for the desired action that we want. Okay, mm-hmm. so if I know that my break-even point on a product is $80, okay, so when I factor in all expenses and everything like that, then I know that I can't spend more than $80 or I'm going to start losing money on the front end, right? I may make it up later on, but if I'm optimizing the front end, which is what we do, then it's a you know, CPA cost per, cost per acquisition, right? So mm-hmm. um, I know that I got to spend under $80. And that's usually the metric um, when we have clients that come to us or we take on a new offer as an affiliate or something. That's usually what we want to what we want to know is like, well, how much can we spend? And then we factor in from there. Okay. And, and knowing these things, especially EPC and CPA, they can give you confidence to spend this money because as long as you know your conversion rates and you know by spending a certain amount of money, it's very likely that you're going to get a certain amount of clicks and those clicks will then turn into a certain amount of money for you in return. Suddenly pay traffic is less scary. Absolutely. And that's, that's what I mean by being more uh, predictable. What we, you know, one problem that I have is like, because we have an agency side of my business and we have um guys that come to us and they're like, yeah, we just mailed out to um 
to an affiliate list and got a three dollar and fifty cent EPC, or you know our organic traffic is bringing in you know a two dollar fifty cent EPC or whatever. The problem with that is um, what you next need to know is you can't take your numbers from affiliate promotions or organic traffic and expect them to carry over to paid traffic. More often than not, it's going to be like you know three times as less, and I mean that's kind of an estimate. Uh, but you're often going to have a far lower response off the paid traffic because these are cold prospects. They don't really know who you are. And so uh, if you're someone that has this sales funnel that's just killing it on you know, really good JV traffic, for example, don't assume that that pitch, that front-end pitch is going to work at all on paid traffic. So don't think that, oh, okay, I can spend $3 some per click and I'm good. No, not, not at all. You might be able to spend $0.50. Cents. Right, and more, more often than not, you'll have to change the pitch on the front end. So I just had to make that clear. So would you say, Chad, what we should typically be doing, rather than trying to sell to people straight away, we should send them to a landing page or an opt-in page where we then get them into a funnel and warm them up. You know, turn that cold lead into a warm lead. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, so that really depends on um, the traffic source and the market. Okay, so when we're doing email traffic, we'll often send to an opt-in page, like a squeeze page or something. Uh, and, you know, in the health space and stuff, the, the opt-in pages look a bit different. But, um, you know, on a, on an email buy, we'll do that because for whatever reason, you know, we'll get we'll get uh, opt-in rates 30 to 35% off of email traffic, sometimes 40% if, if it's compelling enough. Whereas on display traffic or Facebook or something, it's going to be much, much lower. And often, especially display traffic, often the um, – we just can't make the numbers work with such a low uh, – with losing you know, 90% of the traffic right? By, because when they leave. Now, the type of pitch that you do, um, we find that you know, the opt-in page works better in the biz opt, the make money type markets and uh, you know, other financial type things. Health, um, you know, I would say 99% of our health traffic goes to right to a video sales letter often or to an article type page which goes to the offer page after. But um, – yeah, I would say 99% of the health offers, um, health offers and health traffic that we run, and I'm talking well over a million dollars, like this year, uh, probably closer to four million in spend, I would say, probably more than that if I was to combine it all across all offers. It's all going to like video sales that are, you know what I mean? So, and you know, some of it, like I said, article and offer page, but yeah, so it really depends. Those videos aren't straight up trying to sell people right away. Usually it starts to tell a bit of a story or it's um, you have a lot of curiosity in the beginning. just gets people watching. person starts watching. They're more compelled by it, and then they realize that they're being sold something halfway through. <laughs> halfway through. But you know, that's kind of the way it works. Right? You mentioned earlier that two of the types of traffic that you get – some of the ad space you buy is from networks and some from approaching sites directly. So I'd like to explore that a little bit. First of all, let's do networks. What are your favorite networks to buy traffic from? Uh, you know, networks, uh, things like um, like Wham, cost per click uh, is WAM. They're, they're pretty good guys there uh, on the cost per click side. And um, there's Ad Sonar, which accesses all of them. Um, uh, they call it AOL sponsored listings. I'm still old school and I call it ad sonar, but, uh, it accesses all of AOL's top properties and, um, you can get some very click, uh, cheap clicks off there that can scale very, very high. Uh, we like AdBlade. AdBlade's another good cost per click one. I'm primarily giving you the cost per click ones. They're just a bit easier to start with. Uh, so AdBlade's a good one. Um, 
uh, Yahoo Display Network. Uh, for the most part, we try to. That's a CPM one. Uh, usually, need to you know like a, to sign an upfront ten thousand dollar insertion order. You don't have to pay that upfront if you get good credit terms, but we like to start there. They're a CPM buy, and we usually focus our traffic on their more premium properties if we can. Mm-hmm. And um, we still love Google Display Network as far as networks go. Uh, they're a great one. Um, you know, if you got an offer that is allowed on Google, and the thing is, lots of things are. Uh, you can run, you know, weight loss stuff on Google if it's your own offer and you know how to run it. And um, we absolutely love it. Like if you have an offer that works on Google and it's um, compliant with Google and everything, uh, you can, I mean, you can retire off of just one good <laughs> Google campaign, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that being said, it has unique challenges to deal with in terms of, uh, you know, uh, policies and that sort of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So in terms of networks, those are, uh, those are probably the ones that I would recommend and we buy, uh, from all those networks. And if you're in our industry, Chad, the make money online, the internet marketing space, are you likely to get approved on Google? Or is that just not going to happen? Uh, I've seen it. I've seen it happen, and often, you know, you for approval on Google. Like number one is, uh, you got to have like a. It doesn't have to be a full site. Everyone thinks you got like thirty articles or stuff like that. No, it just has to look like a business site. So things like, you know, about you know, you're about us, your contact info, like you actually be represented as a real business. Um, now, if you send somebody to a video sales page, right, or an opt-in page, you can do that. The key is you can't trap people. On the page, so you got to have navigation. Everything, everything in the site should be accessed by one click. The purchase should be accessed by one click. Your opt-in page should be accessed by one click. So, in the footer on your, on the actual landing page you send the traffic to, you should have your links in the footer there that go elsewhere on the site that have, you know, if you got articles and that sort of thing. Now, the one thing about the make money space that usually kills most guys is the, um, it's the claims that are being made. Right, that's the biggest one, and it takes a clever writer, a clever guy, to sell a make money product or at least get the lead and not make a claim. And I'm not even talking about a financial claim, like actually putting the number there. I mean, saying something like, as tame as, um, "This is going to liberate you from your day job," or mm-hmm. "This could liberate you from your day job." Like even something like that. Google won't like. So I have seen them. I've seen guys that do MLM type stuff and they've ran it for a very long time. But often it's, um, they're more direct on what it does. So instead of selling the dream, Mm -hmm. they'll just be like, what this teaches you is how to advertise on Facebook. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's kind of a much tamer pitch now. So most people are like, well, how can I sell with such a tame pitch? What you need to understand is, there's hardly anyone else on Google getting away with anything more than that mm-hmm. in any amount of scale. So you end up competing against a, a, a bunch of other tame pitches. Okay. okay, so it's okay. You know, I experienced that with uh, an offer this week where they wanted to run a more tame pitch because they wanted to be really compliant, uh, not necessarily on Google, but uh, you know, just legally and everything else. But when we run it through certain direct response channels that we know convert high, they're competing against guys that have um, – weight loss claims of like, you know, lose 30 pounds in a month while they're saying, you know, lose 10 to 13 pounds in a month, right? It's just, you know, it's just the nature of the game. It's hard to compete against something like that. But on Google, you don't have to. So you can do make money stuff, but it's really got to, you got to watch selling the dream. You got to watch specific claims. So actually talk about what your course does or says instead of like what 
you think it's going to do for them, what you want it, what you think they want to hear that it's going to do. Does that make sense? Yeah. I know it's really vague and it doesn't sound like it would convert at all, but understand the clicks are cheaper on Google, right? And, um, and, uh, so you can make up for a lower conversion rate. And also the other thing is if you have a page or a website that is, you know, your more aggressive one, don't use the same domain for your other landing page. Here, yeah, like completely make a new site, even if it's just a four-page site that has, you know, contact info, you know, all that sort of stuff, you know, makes you look like a real business. Completely separate domain. Uh, yeah, completely separate. Don't link the two together. That's a big part. If your domain gets slapped, could that even affect you with organic rankings as well? No, I, have, I haven't seen that, um, which is funny because um, I've seen people's like uh, – you know, the fake blog type stuff, stuff mm-hmm. back in the day. I've seen guys who, who they had it ranked organically, but they also had through AdWords. And when Ad, AdWords started banning all that stuff, their organic rankings, they were still like one and two for certain keywords okay. for like a, a year, a year and a half after. And they were making, you know, a couple thousand a month just organically. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah. So Google, Facebook, they are quite inconsistent with these things sometimes, but I guess that is just the nature of human beings. I mean, the people who review and make the decision to approve or disapprove your ad, because of the human element and room for difference of opinion, there's always going to be some inconsistencies, isn't there? Yeah. yeah now, now, I mean, if you had a make money offer, it's, you know, Google and Facebook are a challenge uh, to take that offer to. I didn't mention Facebook because you said networks. Mm-hmm. I look at Facebook as a website, right? Sure. <laughs> but uh, just a massive site. Uh, Facebook would be another one that we work with a lot. And um, it's easier in the make money crowd, especially if you're doing the uh, page post ads, like the ads where people can leave comments and that sort of thing, right? Those ones, um, for whatever reason, they just get approved at a much higher ratio than um, than just the externally linked ads. So. so do you have any tips for us, Chad? Anything we should know about when we're trying to buy traffic from a network, Chad? Uh, in terms of these type of network? Yeah, Google Display or any of the networks that you've mentioned already. Anything that we should know to get a good ROI? Yeah, sure. So the um, the ones like AdBlade, AdSonar, you know, Wham, Google Display. Uh, for something like AdBlade and Wham, you know, a big part of it, and this is just, I can't really give you the answer, but a big part of it is having a good rep there, a good guy. Because at AdBlade and Wham, for the most part, they will manage your your account and ad sonar is similar to that as well. You can run yourself, but they also have reps that you can have that can manage your stuff. So in that case, you know, honestly, unless you have good connections in the industry, um, really going to conferences like affiliate summit or, or ad tech and that sort of stuff. And just kind of, um, my one old mentor once said to me, he's like, uh, you get drunk with ad reps. Now I don't drink, so it doesn't apply. To, it doesn't apply to me. But um, you know, you buy drinks for ad reps. You get you be buddy buddy with ad reps and that sort of thing because they can they can put you into converting pockets of traffic uh, that you know you might have had to spend five ten grand or more or never even got to that point. Uh, they can just put you in them right away if they like you enough. I know it sounds odd, but it's just the way it is. I'm sure there's guys that, that work like that at Google. I just, I've just never met them, so we always have to do our own Google stuff. But uh, same with Yahoo. You know, we got a great rep on Yahoo, and he he um, helps us a lot. So relationships a big thing. Outside of relationship, uh, number one is going to be uh, your ad creative. Okay, and um, too many like we will test up to forty different ads. Right for one ad spot, uh, if there's enough volume, 
to warrant it, right? And so we want to see, you know, 10,000 impressions to each ad. So that's, you know, we're running a you know, good, you know, 400,000 impressions before we're deciding which ad is giving us uh, the winning combo. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So number one, it's testing enough ads, and that applies to all types of uh, traffic and constantly testing them. Uh, if you don't have an offer that you know converts well, you know, you're just testing out, then I would stick with something like Facebook first. Right, and the reason being is just the traffic tends to convert easier. Same with Google Display. If you're going to go to something like Wham, Ad Sonar, Ad, or especially Wham and AdBlade, it's good to have a winner already. When it, and when I say winner, I mean you're winning ads, uh, you know, winning off for that sort of thing. Ad Sonar is a pretty good um, is a pretty good testing platform as well. If you restrict your uh, your buys to certain placements, right? So um, you know, certain big news sites that are accessed through you know, ad sonar and AOL sponsored links, those are good ones. Like a lot of the new stuff, that's what we run, right? So uh, those are good ones to go after. They're more premium inventory. We won't ever just go and buy run of network traffic. That's an, that's another big tip, and this applies to all network buying. We won't just go buy run of network traffic. What run of network is, is um, you're going to a network and you're just saying, okay, I'll just buy like a, it's like a broad buy across the entire network. Okay, it's not targeted at all. And we won't do that unless we have ads and offers that we know are killing it and we can do that sort of buy. Whereas um, what we'll typically do with something like AOL, AOL sponsored links, when you go through ad sonar, there's it listed in their in their back end panel, you know, there's premium properties. So it's like AOL News and these big properties that uh you know Huffington Post and all this other stuff. There's they're big properties that um you know, aren't run of network. Will they're transparent placements? So that's where we'll go, right? Mm-hmm. Something like AdBlade or Wham is is not too transparent. So you have to. That's why I said, especially AdBlade. Wham has become more transparent lately. Uh, you know, so you have to. Um, you don't get to see exactly where your ads are. Um, so the creative, you know, having winners before you go to those places. Uh, you know, the the reps a big a big big thing, and knowing your numbers. I mean, is always. Number one, so you know, if you know your EPC on a on a lower risk network like Google Display or um, Facebook, then take that one into account. And you know, it might change from network to network, but at least you have something. So if you're going to a network like Yahoo, where you have to sign an insertion order, it might get more technical here, but uh, you know, where you have to sign like a contract. You know, try to buy the lowest minimum you can, which on Yahoo's usually uh, five to ten thousand if you have a good rep. Otherwise, they're going to tell you 25 grand. But um, try to get credit terms, right? So you don't have to pay the bill up front. Uh, get a 24-hour out clause if you can, which means uh, from the time that you tell them to pause the campaign to when they actually pause it, it's 24 hours, no more than that. So you don't lose too much if you realize that the buy is not working. Uh, tell them to even delivery, like spread it out. So if you're doing a $10,000 buy, um, and your buy is 30 days, they're spending about $333 a day versus uh, spending, you know, five grand the first day, two grand the second, then by day four, you're out of money. <laughs> so that's a really big one as well. There's other little stuff, but those are the really important ones when you're doing a, a CPM type buy like Yahoo with insertion orders. So. When you want to find websites and approach them directly, how do you find and identify a website you want to advertise on? Okay, so I used to primarily use um, Quantcast, right, which is a demographic, uh, it's a free demographic tool. You just set up a free account there. And, you know, you can specify the ideal age, uh, gender, income, 
uh, you know, tons of different variables like that, and it tells you which sites have the highest concentration of those people. Quantcast, um, Alexa, I used to use a lot. They kind of have a, a demographic type thing, and um, you know, Compete.com. Uh, I used to use them a lot as well. I still use those from time to time. However, um, the Google Display um, Planner used to be a great one as well, and now it's kind of watered down. Uh, what I use a lot these days, though, now is AdBeat. It's a um, it's a competitive intelligence tool. Mainly, the reason I do that now is because I know what kind of uh, markets I'm going after. And I know what offers out there are doing well. So I just kind of can see where they're advertising. And um, I can see exactly which sites they're advertising on. And I'll go approach those sites directly. So I use AdBeat. Like I would say I use AdBeat, you know, four times, five times a week right now. Uh, we use it tons. And one of the guys in my business uses it all the time to scout new sites. It's just really, really good for finding proven placements. And another free one, it's semi-free, like they got a free trial and stuff, uh, it's called SimilarWeb. Uh, SimilarWeb is, uh, you know, similar to like, uh, it just tells you, you know, uh, people coming from this site uh, are going here. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like a demographic, uh, tool, an affinity tool that tells you, you know, certain people are more, um, have a higher affinity to going certain sites than other sites. But, um, but yeah, I would say now it all starts at ad, at AdBeat. It just, it just, uh, you know, lessens the curve dramatically. What do we need to know about negotiating and buying ad space directly? I guess this could be either from a website or it can be from a dedicated or sponsored email from an email list owner. Any tips for negotiating? Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, again, knowing your numbers is a big thing. And I know there's probably people listening. They're like, well, I don't know my numbers. I did a JV thing and we had a $3 EPC, but you're telling me that that might not matter. So if you're getting a $3 EPC, factor like three to five times less. So like 50 cent EPC, just assume it, right? Mm-hmm. Now, again, the pitch might need to be tooled for cold traffic anyway, because the people don't know who you are, but just that's where I would kind of baseline it. I know it's really broad. It's not necessarily accurate, but you don't have much you know, much more of a choice in that respect. Uh, in terms of email, uh, what I always do is I ask the reps, um, what are the number of um, expected clicks I can get? Because the reps always want to tell you, oh, yeah, you're going to get this percent of open rates and we're going to send 100,000 emails and blah, blah, blah. I just ask, what are the expected number of clicks I can get on average? And they will always say, well, that can vary dramatically by the open rate, which is by the, you know, your subject line dictates that. And that can vary dramatically by the uh, creative and that sort of thing. I said, yeah, 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 I get it. And nowadays when I contact them, I just say, yes, I know it'll vary a lot, but what is the, uh, your, your range? What's your low end, your high end? And I'll always take the low end of the clicks and maybe, uh, maybe estimate 10% lower than that as being what I could expect. And then so, if I have an idea of what my EPC is, it's pretty easy to calculate. If my low end of my clicks is going to be a thousand clicks and the buy is going to be two thousand dollars, well, I know each click is going to cost me two dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So that gives me—I hope my math is right there. Yeah, and that gives me an idea um, of you know an idea of if it's going to work or not. You know, that's the best I can do in the beginning. The other thing when you're buying email, if you're doing a dedicated email drop. Is the reps, remember these guys are sales guys, right? So they're always gonna say, um, they're always gonna say something like, uh, yeah, we can do the full list send. It's 300,000 names, it's, you know, $20 CPM, whatever, you know? And it's like, no, I don't wanna spend $6,000 or whatever it is right out of the gate. Give me a half list send or a quarter list send, 
right? Yeah. That's what you do. So you can always test the sample of the list. If the sample works well, then um, I won't necessarily go buy the full thing uh, next up. Then I'll buy the next third of it or whatever, right? Okay. Um, because you don't know if they just gave you the good stuff uh, early on and then want to commit you to the bigger buy after. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. You do have to keep that. I make the reps sound so shady, but they're not shady. It's just, it's just the way it is, right? They're they're trying to sell, right? So you just have yeah. to understand that. With uh with websites, directly negotiating with um websites, same with email too. If you're a good negotiator, just try to get it as cheap as possible, right? Just just keep saying, you know, well, what's the best you can give me? What's the best you can give me? And you know, there'll be a point where they either hang up on you or they can't give you anymore. So whatever, that's that's the deal. Again, um. You can ask things like, "What's the average click-through rate on the ads?" By that, you can kind of calculate what your what your uh, you know average cost per click would be, which would factor to your uh, EPC, right? Uh, we usually like to buy run-of-site traffic. I know I said don't buy run-of-network on networks. When you're going direct to sites, however, we'll usually buy run-of-site traffic. They'll usually want to send you sell you their uh, best traffic, their premier stuff. And although that sounds like what you'd want on a normal direct site buy, um, our school of thought is if you can make the remnant traffic work, which is just there, it's not specified to a um, specific placement like above the fold or whatever, then um, then you can make their normal traffic uh, – sorry, their guaranteed premium traffic work later on. The run, run of site remnant traffic is typically going to be cheaper, and this is the type of traffic that you usually access with Google Display Network, by the way. Uh, you're usually accessing a site's remnant traffic and lower on the totem pole remnant traffic as well. So uh, you get a better um, – usually a better set of fresher eyeballs when you buy direct from the site. So that's the first thing I would do. After that, um, it applies with networks as well when you're doing the CPM stuff like I mentioned. You know, 24-hour out clause, if you can get it. Sometimes you can't always get that, so you want to get a 48-hour out clause. Ask for what the minimum test is. So they might tell you, yeah, we, we recommend a $10,000 buy. You just say, can we do anything for 2500 bucks or 1000 uh, know, They might go for it. Everything's negotiable. If you can get credit terms, get those. You know, get even delivery on all the flight dates and everything. Mm-hmm. If you don't have, if you don't have Google optimized pages, I'm sorry, um, mobile optimized pages, then see if you can get mobile omitted. That goes for, uh, Yahoo Display and other networks as well. If you don't have pages that are ready for mobile, you know, consider, uh, you know, having that omitted if they can do that. And the obvious one is if you can only take prospects from certain countries, make sure you're only getting that traffic. If uh, see if they can give you uh, geo-targeted traffic as well. Oh, one question I forgot to ask you, Chad, was when it comes to finding list owners for dedicated emails and sponsored emails, where do you find those? Is it a case of finding a website and then asking if they've got an email list as well? How does it work? That's actually a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. You, um, sometimes you can go through agencies and stuff, but really, it's it's very similar to just finding direct site buys is how we do it. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started out media buying, I was only interested in banners. I was like, I don't know what this email stuff is, but they would always send me the media kit. And, you know, I'd say 70, 80% of the time, these big sites all had an email option as well. My final question was, do you have any recommended traffic tools that we should be using and will help us? Anything that might help us with testing, tracking, competitive intelligence, anything at all? Yeah, so competitive intelligence, I mean, I've said it before, uh, AdBeat is a really big one for us. We use that all the time. Uh, so much so that, um, Mike Colella, the guy, uh, who, who created it, um, I asked him to be a contributor 
in uh, the Traffic Blackwood 2 version that we just came out with because he's a great media buyer himself and um, he did the modules on intelligence. But I mean, even before that, well before that, we were using it. Uh, I was a paid customer like everyone else and it just helps so much. So it's a great piece of software. Um, in terms of tracking, uh, tracking is a, you know, could be a call on its own and I would never want to do that call because <laughs> I don't like that, that topic too much. But, uh, it really depends like what kind of funnel you have. If you're running as an affiliate, uh, then, you know, something even simple like Prosper 202 or CPV Lab, you know, those are more from my CPA marketing days. Uh, those are great if you're just, in, you know, just running as an affiliate. You know, those work really well. Um, has offers is great for tracking. If you are a, product owner and you want to set up a really scalable um, affiliate uh, program and you want to do your own tracking through it, you can use has offers as well. Uh, if you have good programmers, you can you can be a product owner with CPV Lab and Prosper 202 as well. CPV Lab is very robust. Uh, otherwise, what we like to do is, um, you know, because it tends to be often the most accurate, is we'll use um, internal CRM. So, like, let's say you use... Uh, you use UltraCart, for example, mm-hmm. or uh, or um, you know Infusionsoft, for example, or you know one of these other Limelight or one of these other shopping carts. A lot of them will have an affiliate module in there, mm-hmm. and what we'll do is we'll actually use the built-in affiliate module, and we'll just set our own commission at 100%. Like we don't actually get the commission paid out, but what that tells us is it allows us to have an affiliate link to promote with so there's no redirects going through tracking software or anything. It goes direct to the um, to the landing pages, which we set up and rotate there, and we can, um, we can track that way. So we like doing that as well. Um, if we're doing really fancy setups and we have some other software that we use, but CPV Lab is probably the most accessible uh, for most people listening that can set up, you know, crazy funnels and all that sort of stuff. As long as you got someone can set it up, it can do a lot of really cool things. And, um, other than that, when we're doing, uh, direct to site buys or network buys on places like Yahoo, we'll use our ad, sh- we'll use our ad shuffle ad server. Uh, and site, site scout has another, has an ad server as well that, um, that we like, but we, we've been using ad shuffle for about four years. So, so ad shuffle will rotate the ads that are being shown. A bit like an optimization tool, like a, an A-B split testing kind of thing. Yeah, that's exactly it. So you can actually rotate um, uh, landing pages in AdShuffle as well. Oh, but okay. uh, if you have AdShuffle set up, you know, arguably you don't need anything else, but we always have a couple layers of tracking. And um, so what you do on AdShuffle is, so when you go do a direct site buy, it's not like Facebook or whatever where you just get full freedom on the site to start changing your ads whenever you want uh, if you just gave them the ads and the link. So what we always do is we use an ad server that gives us that external control. We can start changing ads and that sort of stuff. The other thing it does is it accurately uh, tracks the amount that we're spending, right? Um, because if we don't have that, then we got to go off the uh, website owners or the uh, network's uh, reports uh, and with those types of buys that are blind, we're pretty much giving them a, a license to steal if we wanted, you, you know, if, if we didn't use our ad server. Whereas with our ad server, in the insertion orders, I should have mentioned this, we'll usually say that we want to bill off our numbers, our ad server numbers, and we'll allow a 10% variance from our records to theirs. Chad, thank you so much for this interview today. You've given us some really great advice. Where can we go and get more of this kind of stuff from you? You mentioned earlier about the new version of your Traffic Black Book course. 
Where can we get that? And also, do you have a personal website? Are you on social media? Yeah, no, absolutely. We got um, I got a few different uh, URLs. Uh, it's uh, first one, trafficblackbook.com. It's uh, we just um, we just redid it this year completely from the ground up. It's completely brand new. Um, is myself, Mike Colella from AdBeat. He's one of the contributors. Uh, we have Nana from Prosper Two Hundred Two. Uh, you know, he does the tracking modules. We have. Um, uh, my buddy Julian, he does a lot on retargeting and that sort of thing. So it just came out absolutely brand new this year. That can be found at trafficblackbook.com. And, uh, it's, um, you guys will love the production. It was on tech, it was featured on TechCrunch and, uh, on Udemy and that sort of stuff. So that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And so you can check that out. Um, it's basically A to Z, like how to buy traffic the way we do it. And, um, you get to see, some of the um some of the ads and stuff that have um on these campaigns that have you know spent over a million in a month so it's it's really really cool um you can go to my blog chadhamsey.com i'm not really the best blogger though so <laughs> but you, there's a lot of articles there and that sort of thing that uh you know you can check out so feel free to check those out and um we also have my agency site which is dsv2.com and uh, that's where we, we don't really take on many clients. We're really, really selective on that. But um, the ones we do take on, they're like home runs. So uh, we're not cheap, so keep that in mind <laughs> if anyone was interested in that. So. Okay, so if it's a good fit, we can actually come to you and you could do the traffic for us. But if we're looking to do this ourselves, then Traffic Black Book is where to go, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Traffic Black Book is, has no word of a lie. It's all... It's all out in the open, exactly what we do and how we buy traffic. So, Great, thank you. And that is the end of today's show. A big thanks to everyone who tuned in. Chad, thank you once again for coming on the show. Oh, not a problem. It was my pleasure. The Online Marketing Show. Every day with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, Make money.